Welcome back, y'all. How's it going? What's up? We are living in a beautiful world. That's what's good. That's what's Yeah, I mean, you can call it that. Call it whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you can lie to yourself. It's it's whatever. It's okay. No, no, no. It it is a beautiful world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful landscape. Yeah, yeah. World's gorgeous. We come back, you know, like 50 years when everyone's gone. Yeah, it would be great. It's just the fact that the people here suck. That's all. Absolutely. So, uh, kicking it off this week, China's marching aircraft into Taiwan. That they are? Yep. 93 aircraft over three days. That including fighter jets, bombers, submarine, spotting aircraft, and strategic aircraft. So, basically, AWACS for us. Those who don't know yep. what AWACS are, it's your flying radar. Tells you what's going on in the air. It's the one with the big pilots. plate on top of it. It just looks like a giant plate. Yeah. Well, I don't and, know if they're uh, giant anymore, but... It took, what I say, 93 aircraft to for the U.S. to... Uh, warn a response? Yeah, warn a response, and that response being a warning because it's unauthorized or unnecessary military action or yeah, yeah action of aggression well so we what we know is the u.s had to step in because we yep. know the u.n won't step in until after taiwan's at the bottom of the ocean um yep or halfway through yep so uh, the u.n will never do anything and if they or, do they'll probably just kill civilians anyway that's what the u.n's good or, at i was supposed to say or the u.n will go there and just watch it happen yeah they'll sit up in a hotel and just watch it happen <clears throat> So the U.S. is once again going to have to step in. As always. It is because our job. We are, well, it is I mean, our job. we are the United Nations. Let's get real here. We are the United Nations. Like We, we are. provide for everyone in there. And if we are to disband it, like people have talked about, everyone that is on our side, like NATO, is going to follow us anyways. I mean, So essentially yeah. that just leaves everyone else in the committee in the dust. Here's a little history lesson for those of you who don't know why the U.S. is considered basically the backbone of the U.N. First time around, it was post-World War One, correct? League of Nations. Yep, the mm. League of Nations. It was the U.S.'s idea, but for whatever reason, they're like, oh, we're, just not, we're, we're not actually going to join, but y'all can have fun with it. this. You're, yeah. y'all, you all can have fun with this. It crippled. It, like, it fell apart. It did not work. Didn't it collapse within a year? Something stupid like that. Yeah, probably. Cool. Yeah, because, five, well, I mean... I mean, it probably wasn't the best idea to start something like that when none of those countries are self-sustaining after the largest scale war ever in history. Yeah. Because everything was in shambles at that point in yeah, Europe. So little did they know that World War One would be made to look like a fucking tea party in about fifteen years. Yep. Um so that falls apart. The world eat shit inevitably because that's what happens when the world superpower isn't involved in foreign policy and um world war ii breaks out the uk tries to appease the nazis didn't work clearly we had to step in after we were attacked at pearl harbor won the war dropped a couple nukes created the un we actually joined this well you can't forget about um when german or i guess the nazi regime Sent a uh, sent a telegram over, and we just kind of nabbed that bastard. And they were trying to get Mexico to invade us. Oh, that was World War One. What? Oh yeah, was, fuck. I'm yeah, retarded. I'm sorry. that was World Stupid. War One. They were, we caught them passing notes in World War One. That's how we got involved in World like, War One. Like a a a a. 
like we're we're the big teacher in the classroom. That's all it is. And when we catch a catch a whiff, we got to go lay down the fucking hammer real quick. Yeah, but anyways, what nineteen forty five rolls around, treaties are signed. The U.S. again proposes a United Nations. This time joining because they found out what happened the last time they didn't involve themselves with foreign policy and foreign activities. We've been around ever since, but the UN really hasn't done shit since it gave Israel land to live on. Yeah. I'd say that's the last time the UN actually did something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that sounds about right because um, they ain't doing shit for nobody now. Well, no, who, I mean, who's it, gonna, it, it and haven't for the last 60 years. No, they haven't done anything. What? They've Britain's going to roll their botched carrier or naval battle group to Taiwan. It'll fall apart before it gets there. Australia is too busy trying to lock down their own people. Yep. France is going to build another wall for whatever reason. There's no one well, else. What's, uh, I, I mean, mean Germany. Shit. Germany's going to come fight it. Like they don't care. It's us. Germany just got their military back not too re- not too long ago. Yeah, exactly. They're starting to gain more military. Russia yeah. likes China. Russia's not going to do anything. Well, Japan. France likes China too now. Well, yeah, Japan France is so much. Yeah, Japan's See, not going to fight it. That's Japan my thing. Doesn't have at, a standing military for international purposes. Like, look at history real quick, and then realize that like France doesn't do a fucking thing in major scale wars. They do, they uh, do they, nothing. They, they did they a lot for us in the revolution. Yeah, yeah, they dropped their rifles so we could pick them up and keep running. No, they they trained the fuck out of our soldiers. Yeah, that's about well, that the was... last military effort they've had. Yeah, yeah, and they did it uh, until they did their own revolution. They were broke. They were so broke when we decided to declare our independence from Britain, and we went to war. And we hit them up, and we we're like, "Yo, we're going to war, Britain. You down to help?" Like, yeah, we don't have any money, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fuck them up for you. Yeah. So it's us. It's it's gonna be us for the next for however long the U.S. stands. Well, I mean, we have we have help. We do. People will help us. They will help our cause because they realize that we're on the right side of history 99 fucking percent of the time. Like 95%. I was about to say downscale that a little bit. Maybe maybe 92% (laughs) of the time we're on the right side of history. When it comes to our own people, not not really. It's but, kind. Of, it's kind of a fifty-fifty though. With every good thing we do, we we do an equally bad thing. Sure, we'll deploy thirty thousand I mean, troops. Canada will give us five hundred. France will give us, you know, five hundred. Brent maybe a thousand. And you well, know, you can't forget about the sovereign nations that are starting to pick up their own arms and actually fight with us. Sure, they'll give like, us like 10, guys like Sweden people. and Finland were yeah. were active parts in in the war in Afghanistan and the war on terror. They they are active parts of it, and they're still active. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know if everybody pulled out of Afghanistan, but I would assume since we did, everyone did. But you're not talking about a major military. You're no, we talk- are the major yeah, military. Yeah, we're deploying right. tens of thousands of people to fight wars. But, They're giving us maybe a thousand. But that's the thing is, time-tested, the American military has always been the turning point. Like, we're not the first to the fight, but we're, we're the cleanup fucking crew, that's for damn sure. When shit gets hot, we're there. Yeah. Maybe we've we've yeah, been first I mean, to fight for these past, I'd say what 80, 80 years since since like Vietnam and Korea. We were the first to step in over there after everyone else got their ass kicked. Like yeah, I mean even France then, everybody. But before that, we inspired countless countries to to start revolutions. Yeah, start revolutions and become free nations are, themselves. I would say that we're the front runner when it comes to comes to making statements on the world scale. We oh, are. No, the we front are. Runner. I mean, and, 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 
in comparison to ancient times, we're the Roman Empire. Which isn't good. No, but we're we're, at that we're, mark. <laughs> we're on a much larger scale than the Romans too. We're a lot more tech. We have a lot yeah, more technology. Well, yeah, yeah but I'm just if saying. The, in if comparison. the Romans had fucking had SOP mod M16s and everything, I'm sure they would have fared pretty well against everyone else too. Start yeah, we also have out. an unlimited amount of money. But speaking of that, we almost ran out of money. Do you want to talk about the one trillion dollar coin that they tried to mint? Do we want to talk about that? Well, we just we can just talk about the fact that we almost ran out of money this past week. Luckily, almost defaulted on our loan. Oh, luckily, a deference was signed, and we got a little bit more money, holding us off till December third. We're still not out of the the gates. At least there's more time for the the fucking idiots in Washington to figure this shit out. Yeah, and. Or to quit bickering and realizing, Honestly, hey guys, we're fucking this up right now. Thinking about it, it, thinking about it, it it might not be all that bad for us to default and just restart our economy. It, I don't think it instead, I mean, I mean, we're the economy's fucking going down the shitter as we speak, right? It's we're yeah. at this point, we're just kicking a can down the road. Yeah, it has been since we elected Obama, right? Yeah, I mean, we had a little bit of a pause there. For a few, for about two, two, two and a half years. Yeah. And now it's back to bullshit, and it sucks again. So right now we're basically just kicking an empty can down the road, and you know, just waiting for everything to go It'll down the it. toilet. It'll yeah. collapse, and then so like, why not just get a jump start on it? Almost. Sure. Yeah, we could. We may as well. I mean, the one percenters are going to be successful. Anyone who relies on the government's going to cripple. And then well, they're, once well, they're our, already quote unquote crippled. Well, sure. But then once our economy restarts, then we're going to go right back into debt, trying to help every single person who won't help themselves. Yep. And then the middle gonna, class pays for it. I was going to say, that's when we, well, worldwide too, we have to establish a better foreign policy with giving money away. Yeah. Yeah, but, maybe we shouldn't uh, spend twenty years training up troops, teaching them how to fight, giving them all of our technology, and then as soon as we leave, they throw that shit out the window. But whatever. Or give a country money for gender studies. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> a country that doesn't believe in more than two genders and barely believes even, one, barely country, believes that one exists. Country that doesn't even fucking like us. I mean, what there was congressional hearings this week about th- what happened in Afghanistan. Uh, oh yeah, the, I saw them fry that uh, that army general. Yeah, General Milley. Mm-hmm. They were trying to find out whether or not that the Joint Chief of Staff presented his public analysis of the fall of Afghanistan to the president yeah. before he made his final decision. And obviously those generals can't say word for word what happened or they can't even really paraphrase. They can't detail anything that happened in those conversations with the president because it is the president of the United States. Yeah, it's the, mm, but, not at liberty to discuss. Yeah, kind of deal. but he did say that he he had his analysis. I think it was remain, keep a remaining presence of 3,000 troops to make to, while people got out and then, you know, slowly remove ourselves and maybe the Afghani government would have lasted till mid mid to late fall. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. 
Well, the thing is, is you can train everybody up. You can teach them to fight. You can teach them everything we know. But the thing is, is you can't hand somebody the will to fight for their country. No, and that's they- something that's instilled through your country. And the thing is, though, is I don't necessarily blame them because that country has been fucking wrapped up in corruption like throughout history. It's been a war zone ever since like humans started becoming a thing. I mean, I don't necessarily blame them, but someone's going to have to pick up and fucking fight eventually. No one has to pick up and fight, though. No one does. There's no reason for us to be there. I don't mean outside elements. I mean within their own country. Sure, but they're not going to do it because they live with it. They live with it. The problem is they have money and technology now for terrorist organizations to do whatever the fuck they want. That's why we have to be there. And that sucks. It's shitty. It's horrible. But... We left, and we left people there. So now there's people who don't believe in the U.S. anymore, right? Yeah, you lost a lot of of support. It's only a matter of time until there's another terrorist attack. And then guess where we're going to be for the next 30 years? We're going to go right back there. Well, here's the thing. Sektaf Austin told Congress that he himself is unable to tell if a fighting force has the will to fight or not. Which, coming from the Secretary of Defense, is not like a good thing to hear. It was just a waste of money. Yeah, that's what it was. It, it really was. We dumped a lot of money into that fucking country to show nothing. We dumped a lot of lives into that country to show nothing. Yeah, and then they're just like, going to push the blame to Trump because Trump wanted to leave. Like I thought about this the other day. I was thinking about this while I was, you know, I was scrolling through Twitter and I was, I was looking at some of the stuff that's going on in Afghanistan. Some of the videos these people are posting, and you know, they're killing people in the streets. Which is what what most, in, I guess, educated people in the situation would have expected. They're going to start taking the heads of anybody who ever spoke to, assisted, or like even breathed in the direction of the coalition. And I was thinking about it, and I just completely lost my train of thought right then and there. Son of a bitch. Damn. Well, good job. Proud of you. What the f- I can't remember what the fuck I was going to say. You're going to have to cut that part out, but... <laughs> yeah, we'll be okay. Um... Good comedy. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't. I, I was right into it and then completely. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yes. worst hard. I though. remember now. Sorry, I remember now. Um, I was thinking about Operation Red Wings. Those dudes fought like fucking demons up there. For what? Oh yeah, it, it was for nothing. All right those, now, all those operators that were in those in those Chinooks, all those operators that that were in that helicopter that died for nothing. Yeah, it was. What we were fighting was a war on terror. By being there, we were preventing terror attacks on foreign, on our soil, on Europe soil. That's what we were preventing. Well, we barely prevented anything on Europe because Europe openly Europe accepted. Europe let them in. Yeah, well, yeah. Europe let them in. So, but now that we're gone, uh, what, we're just going to continue to drone strike the country? We're going to drone strike... Um, our allies. Yeah, I, I just I don't aid, understand aid worker an aid worker bringing water. Yeah, to, to yeah. school kids. It, Which, mind you, education system's going to go to shit now. Oh, there. it will. Women, because, women won't be in schools. It's exactly it's, what's going to happen, and it's it, it happened before. It's going to happen again. It's a, like, a shit show there. But either we go back and we give more American lives to this country, or we don't and we give American lives on our own soil. Like, do you guys remember the story of the girl? Uh, her name was Malala. 
Yeah. Yes. When the Taliban rolled into her village and she got, did she not get shot in the face? Yeah. She got, she got, got shot in her head. Yeah. She, she got, got like, shot like seven times, but all the work that this girl did, like everything she was going out and doing all this stuff because the Americans were there, they were assisting people. They were, they were on her side and everything. But now you, you can look back at that and be like, well, what the fuck did they do? Well, what did they yeah, do to help? Because there's going to be a little girl that's just like her that's going to want to go to school. She's going to try to go to school, and then even worse things are going to happen to her. Hey. I mean, you got to think about think about it on a personal scale of these people. Like, we just took their last shred of hope and left with it on a C-17. Sure. And then what are you going to do? You can't let these people in our country. France proved that. Like, not I'm not saying every one of them's bad, but France proved that you can't bet everybody. And we're letting them all into our country. And you're just going to let them roll in? You can't do that. No. It, it, like, you, so uh, what, what are you going to do? You're going to go back or you're going to bomb the entire fucking country? Like these guys aren't stupid. Like the guys that are embedding themselves in refugees and everything, those guys aren't stupid. No. They know what to do. They know how to pass an interrogation. They know, they know how to get into the country and embed themselves. Exactly. They're and when you're letting thousands of people in, you're not taking every single person. Your quality is going to a lie detector. Exactly. That's not what you're doing. Even then, those motherfuckers know how to slow down their heart rate. They know how to do proper breathing techniques to pass those things. There's ways around everything, and these guys know how to do it. It's an attainable source for everybody. Exactly. And they have money. It's, they have money. And now they have money. Yeah. And even if with all of our broken equipment, they could sell it to somebody who fixes it. That's just more money. It It's going to be never ending. And the problem is they don't like us. And then we just lost a lot more. And now they don't like us. So yep. we'll be back. So you have an entire country that just turned around and looked at you and pointed the finger. We already know all, the FBI, the DEA can't stop every terrorist attack. Well, I mean, look at the FBI right now. They're looking for that dude who killed the girl. They couldn't find her. Now Dog the Bounty Hunter is about to find them. Yeah, they can't find the dude. Where did all my tax-paying money go to? N- nothing. nothing. You found it's worthless. Nothing. You watch these TV shows and it's like, fuck, the FBI is great. They're not. They don't. Uh, they can't stop everything. They like, can't. You can try and try and try, but if you don't, you don't have anything, you don't have anything. You need to stop wasting fucking money. You can't search around a fucking nature refuge forever. Like, like within, what was it, a couple of days they figured out he wasn't there? Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, he's not here. He's definitely somewhere else. And it's not like what happened in Vietnam, right? We left Vietnam. But Vietnam didn't come to our country and blow fucking buildings up. Afghanistan. Well, Vietnam was to stop the Red Scare. And exactly. Everything. That was a whole proxy war that, but to be honest, we left a country. We left a country now that will do that. We, that's what we did. No other yeah. country we've ever fought would come to our soil and cause terror attacks. And it's going to be worse. It's not going to be another 9-11. They have, they have the resources to attain on a much larger scale. These could be chemical attacks, heavy munitions attacks, stuff like that. And you just gave them the keys to the fucking country. You let them in. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that every refugee coming in is a bad person because at the end of the day, they're not. But all it takes is one. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes is one. And you have a catastrophe on your hands. What happens when some dude walks into the middle of a mall with an S vest? You got 60 plus casualties right then and there. And it's and about you a damn statement. well know. Exactly. It's a political gain. That's what it is. So when you've got all these dudes, like you strap an S vest on in the middle of Kabul, right? And, and you start running towards an EOD team and you blow up. 
that concussion still kills people, correct? Mm-hmm. So when you have a highly, like a soft target, like a mall or a movie theater or a school, like one of those, one of a, a quote unquote dad walking in to get his, get his kid from school, clacks off a vest. You got a bunch of dead kids. Exactly. Why the fuck are we not thinking about this? Like you think school shootings are bad. Wait until like a person who has legitimate intention and combat training comes in there. There's, You're fucked. You are fucked. And all it does is cause racism and exactly. hatred. Like look at after nine 11, like how anti-Muslim people were and how we like a lot of people in the country really had to figure out that Muslims in general or just Islam is not that way. They're not that way. Everybody who is a legitimate practicer of the Muslim culture and, and Islam is, is looking at this like, dude, these people are fucking disgracing our religion right now. And they're, they, they use this religion and that's what makes everyone hate that. They hate that religion is because these guys are like, oh, we're doing this in the name of Islam. Mm-hmm. And and people bought into it. They bought it and they, they lied to themselves, essentially. But now we're in that that part of our, our society, I guess, where it's like, you can't talk about that. You, you can't say those things around here. No, like, and then you have the people here who want to just let everyone in, help everyone, save everyone. Like, take a scenario when you're walking down the street and you see a dude with a big-ass fucking coat, right? And he's looking around, his eyes are darting around, his hands are all over his waist and shit. It doesn't matter what fucking color they are. They're sketchy. Exactly. That's some sketchy ass shit. And you need to understand your situation and where you're at. It's because people in this country haven't seen that, right? Not that they haven't seen it on the news. It's that they grew up sheltered. They grew up a sheltered life. When you grew up in a 1% or California neighborhood, you see the world as this place that needs to be helped. When you grew up in the middle of fucking Detroit and you stop your car to help a woman change her tire and get beat half to death with a fucking hammer, you realize maybe not everyone needs to be saved. It's how you grow up, and there's too many people who grew up fucking cupcake pro-lives. Participation trophies and everything, man. Exactly. So you want to help everyone, but you can't. That's exactly. Like, you can't. You can't walk into a city like Detroit or Chicago and drive through like the south side of Chicago or like you drive through southwest in Detroit. You can't like see someone on the side of the road, pull over behind them and ask them if you need to help fix their tire. You don't fucking do that in places like this. You keep driving. Exactly. Like I've been around Detroit my entire life. Never once have I ever given myself the opportunity to get boxed in by cars. When I'm driving down in Detroit, I'm always in the middle or the left lane. There's always a way out. I will. I I'm very pretentious about where I'm driving, where I'm sitting, who's around me. I, I, my eyes are going fucking crazy. I'm looking at different people, seeing who's getting close to the car, who isn't getting close to the car, who's getting on their phone, who's looking at me, who's looking at other cars around me. Are these dudes arguing? Is that about to escalate? And I'm about to be caught in the crossfire. Those are things you have to look at in these types of cities. But people don't see that because ninety no, percent of everyone who's talking about this bullshit doesn't see that side of of these cities. But it's based on where you grew up, right? Because exactly. I know people who look at you know the general homeless homeless population. I live in Washington. There's a lot of homeless people here. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh my god, these people need help. But I grew up in a place where I'm like, sure, not everyone's bad. Some people have a really horrible life. They they were shot down from the very beginning, right? And sure, they probably should get some help. But how did you end up here? Did you? It, did you end yep. up here because you fucking spent all your money on heroin or did you end up here because you lost a leg in, you know, Afghanistan and you can't find a job. You can't find a yeah. work. Right. That's, I, that's the question I have to ask. 
but people don't, don't grow up that way. Not like, everyone grows people, up that way. Oh, well, people well, need to have more of a cynical view on the world. I, I uh, believe at least a little bit. At least, now, hear me out. Yeah, people so, are too optimistic. They need to be exactly realistic. like you want to throw cynical. out that helping hand. You want to put that helping hand out there, but when someone takes that hand and fucking puts a knife through your arm, you're going to be like, "Oh no, what happened?" And then you're going to start hating those people more and more. Whatever type of situation you're in, and you get dealt a raw hand, you're going to fucking hate it, right? So why put yourself in that position in the first place? Because they never got they never it never happened to them. Here's That's the thing: people people are far too optimistic. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing to look for the good in people, right? But we kind of also. But you have to understand the reality of human nature. Yeah, you have to re- understand it, and you have to be more realistic about the world. But you also have to look at our perspectives and how we got to our fucking worldviews. Yeah, we did this to ourselves. Yeah, it's our sure. parents. They all research we did stuff like we, that, and we, we researched. Our we looked at the headlines. We looked into shit. We also, me and Drew, living around Detroit, see and hear about a lot of fucked up shit. And that's the thing is, I was in Detroit a lot as a kid when I was younger. I don't go there as much anymore, obviously, because I'm by myself. But like, I, my culture almost, my upbringing was was a lot of Detroit. It was a lot of being around there because my parents worked down there and everything. And they really, they really emphasized how quickly things can change at a moment's notice down there. Like when you're, you have to go into certain cities. You kind of have to keep your guard up, almost like, like you're in Afghanistan. Like you're in Iraq because you could get out, get out of your truck, go to the liquor store and then pop, pop, pop right outside of your car. What the fuck you're going to do? Your car is over there. You're inside. What are you going to do? You got to, that's a problem. But Noah's right. We did do it to ourselves. We We have a view on this world because of the perception we were given. And someone might have the view on the world because, you know, they grew up in life. But we were, right? I mean, we were and we weren't, though. Like, okay, yeah, living in the area we grew up in, 100%, it it definitely influenced our view on the world. No doubt about it. I'm not arguing that point. It's just the fact that we're so heavily involved with what's going on in the world. And we're so, we're curious people. We want to know what's going on so we can, one, be knowledgeable and two, be, you know, prepare ourselves for what might come to our our front door one of these days. We ourselves, and by doing that, gave us a cynical view on the world because of that. I mean, not necessarily wrong. We are prepared for things that most people are not, but it also has just made us a very jaded human being at a very young age to be so jaded, right? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I could say I have a more cynical viewpoint of the world from from my experiences between the three of us. I would say like the things that, that I have seen and experienced and the people around me, what has happened to them, I guess I have I've put myself in that position where it's like, it's almost like a trust nobody position. I'll still put that helping hand out, but I need, I need a hundred percent security for that. Well, and that's the problem. See, cause I have the same mentality. I don't trust anyone. I don't exactly. trust your story. I don't try, I trust why you're sitting on the side of the road. I don't give a Unless fuck what's you can coming give me out of your a real mouth. honest answer. Why should I trust you? Because everything in my life has been to believe not to trust anyone. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the hard part, though, is because even if they say it convincingly, 
it doesn't, doesn't matter. mean they're telling the truth. Yeah, exactly. the hard part. It does not matter. But there, it there comes our jaded view on the world as well. Your actions are what matters. It's not what you say. Everybody can spit the fucking snake tongue all they want. Anybody can, anybody can develop that. You have great charisma, but you're a terrible person. That's a fucking win-win for you. But I'm looking at your actions. In that very moment, I'm looking at what you're looking at. I'm going to see yeah. if you're lying. I'm going to be able to tell. Yeah, you're not, I mean, you're not fuck. I'm not fucking around here. Ultimately, like, growing up in our area has caused a lot of our views to be the way they are. It's just, yeah, and it's not all, like I hate anybody. No, I don't. I just don't trust you. I, I try my best to approach everything with an open mind and a level of respect yeah, initially until given a reason otherwise. Like the whole, I guess I could say like your hand is out, but the hammer's back too. I guess like I'll help. But just remember, I'll, I'll know. I'll fucking know. Yeah, I the mean, U.S. It, is a country of helping. And we want to help all these people in a country we just left them in. Right? So we're going to let people in, just like France, just like Sweden. We're going to let these people in. See, that's the thing. But I want to help, look but I don't want to France and Sweden, <laughs> look how fucking downhill they went. Look how bad it was. Germany. Yeah. Germany it, was worse. Dude, it's not yeah. even about terror attacks. It's about rape cases, murders. Like, it, it, that's a big part. Sure, let everyone in. But are you going to be the person who lets your 16-year-old daughter go walk past one of the camps? Because France and Sweden proved that's not a good idea. No. You know, you're you never going to see your fucking kid again. Not even that. You can't even let uh, your females alone in Europe can't walk alone outside past a certain time. Yeah. Without their risk of being raped, kidnapped, or trafficked going through the roof. Everybody thinks they're oppressed now. I mean, shit, what happens when people start doing terrible, terrible things in this country? Like, like that's what's going on over in Europe. Like, someone's getting fucking stabbed to death on the London Bridge because some guy in a van drove up and hit four people beforehand on the sidewalk. That's a terrorist attack. Exactly. We should be learning from everybody else. Throwing chemicals on people. Like, Exactly. Yeah. Throwing chemicals on people, fucking bleach. And God forbid someone gets their hands on anthrax. We're yeah. fucked. So it, it, is that really what you want in this country? Because I don't. Put it and in it's, California. It's a, uh, it's a terrible the, time, like, too, because you're trying to take away all of our fucking defenses. You gotta, you're you're, you're trying to take of, everything away from us. What the fuck am I going to do when a guy walks into a mall with an AK and I'm not allowed to conceal carry my fucking 9mm? What am I going to do? Exactly. So how do I get out of that situation? I'm gonna die. That's the that's the benefit we have here, right? Is in France, you know, you see this dude take your 16 year old daughter, and his buddy comes at you with a fucking prison shank he crafted. And he's what are you gonna do? Yeah, what lines. are you gonna do here? Both people are gonna be fucking dead. Some motherfucker's gonna die, but they want to take away that. Well, they, so in terms of the immigration part. What went wrong in Europe is that a they essentially welcomed everybody with open arms. They yeah. didn't really vet the immigrants coming in, and we we vet them. But at the same time, especially with this large influx of Afghan refugees, we need to vet them better. And so, I, what I'm gathering, we need to vet everybody. We need to sweat everyone because you we also, saw it in Afghanistan and Iraq. Everybody was in on it. You also can't vet people with no background records. Exactly. Exactly. That's the hard part. But 
you know what? We have the process to let people in this country. The problem is people want to get rid of that process. Do I think the process is a little outdated? Yeah, I do. And, I think it is. Um, I think that I the test questions are stupid. I think they're outdated. However, it should be hard to get into the most free country in the world. That's the point. If you're if not you going to contribute like, to society, you well, shouldn't. Why should you come, right? Why should you be here? Should it be as hard as it is? No. But should you I have some through a process? Of course you should. Should they let you in if you have no background records, if you don't have a birth certificate? No, they shouldn't because they don't know who you are. Sorry. Unfortunately, not everyone in this world is lucky. We have people born in the United States every day who are born very unlucky, born You're into born a very the- bad situation. But the thing is, is our bad situations here, you're still top 1% of the fucking rest of the world. Exactly. So, yes, I do think we should let people in more than we do. And I think that's we have to because otherwise people are going to come here illegally. And even if they're not bad people, they still they're still the people who come here and who you end up paying your tax dollars to because a mother has a child and now that child's a U.S. citizen and now you're paying their WIC and all this stupid shit. So, yes, I think our process to become a U.S. citizen should be, I think it's significantly too hard for people to reach. However, it is a good thing to keep because as soon as you have open arms to anyone who wants to come here, your country falls apart. You let in everyone. You let in people you don't want, right? And again, all it takes is well, one. But if you're going to let in, how many how many refugees have we let in from Afghanistan? We let in a lot, but like close to what was it, twenty thousand, something like that. I don't know the exact. Yeah, number, I don't know the number either. So for the like, if it's twenty thousand, look at the statistics. Look at a percentage. So even if it's like two percent of those people are going to be terrorists, that's still two percent of. 20,000 people that's going to do some fucking damage. It, if it takes one and you let 10 of them loose, the fuck do you think is going to happen? Exactly. And I, you know, you have to have the hope that 0% of anyone who we let in this country wants to be bad, but you do can't bad things, but you can't. Well, here's the deal too, that people, people here in our country are so critical of our border situation and our immigration policies. But here's the thing. If someone illegally crosses our southern border, they are not immediately sent back or sent to prison. No. In a lot of cases, they're helped to be they're they're getting put on the either the right channel to become a legitimate citizen, or they're just not picked up and they're fucking let go to live their lives as an illegal. Yeah. If we did that to Mexico and we got caught, we'd be thrown in prison. For probably, uh, I think the number was minimum of ten years. And if you commit any crimes as an illegal there, you could be looking at death. And it sucks, right? Because a lot of places in Mexico aren't very nice. Exactly. I know, I know a lot of people no, who have illegal mothers, policies. whose mothers or fathers are illegal immigrants, right? Yeah. And they got away from something horrible. But when you have a kid here, don't you get? Citizenship is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Your child uh, is born an American citizen, no matter what. Your child is born an American citizen, but are yes, you but then... you can't be deported because oh, okay. your child's with you. Okay. Yeah. And you know, it, it sucks that they live in these situations. It sucks. And yeah, I mean, America is the hope of freedom and the hope of living. 
and that's why I think our process is too strict and too hard. But there's a give and take to everything. There's a standard that needs to be set and held. Yeah, that's I mean, at the end of the day, you need that standard, even my, if it is seems hard. That standard needs to be set. Yeah, I mean, my point there was just comparing, like our foreign policies are quite forgiving in comparison to other countries. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, have you seen, like, if you wanted to apply for citizenship in Japan, I heard this, um, they do it off of a point system, a credit system, and you need at least 70 to be considered for an interview. Now, I was looking at some of the, uh, some of the points. So if you have patents in your name and you are like a creator or an inventor and you have legitimate patents that, that have helped the world on a larger scale. And I'm not talking about like some bullshit, like I made a paper straw. I'm talking about like legitimate technological advancements. They give you 30 points. If you are a surgeon or a doctor, you get like 40 points. If you are a surgeon coming from the United States, arguably the best medical system in the world for or medical institutions, I can say, you get 30 points. That's not enough to guarantee you citizenship. Now, do I think that's a little bit on the, on a bit of overstate oversight? Yeah, kind of, but I mean, that's Japan. a little bit much. Exactly. They don't have problems. Here's like the issue that. I have with that though. If you implement, if you have the ability to implement something like that, you also have the ability to implement a public credit system based on, just your your citizens that stand already and it defines or defines what they're able to do with their lives. Like that could lead to a, a domino effect. That's my only issue with that. Yeah, and that's kind of what direction we're heading in with these stupid vaccine passports in certain states and cities. It's getting Ridiculous. very it's getting very uh, tyrannical here. It is. It is. <sighs> you guys smell that? <laughs> it's. It's really bad. It smells like a revolution in this motherfucker. Companies won't let you work there. Will fire you if you're not vaccinated. Basketball players can't play. Uh, I don't give a fuck about the, sports uh, players. in the NBA. I, I I'm no, gonna be no, dead no, no, straight. No. I don't give two shits still, about sports you're, players. You're still pressing on people's freedoms. You are, but at the end of the day, whether you like the sport, sport or not, you're playing a sport. I'm talking about middle class people who want to work who don't want a vaccine. Yeah, the deal with that. Is well, what what they did wrong in terms of that is they don't consider natural immunity. It, yeah. You know, if you're immune naturally due to the fact that you had COVID and beat it, yeah, you are protected thirteen. You're thirteen times more protected than you are if you were to get the vaccine. Sure, and they actually don't recommend it. It's for the for males between the ages of what 18 and 25 they don't even recommend you get the vaccine they would recommend you getting covid first the problem is you're stripping rights right and guess who can't fight that middle and low class families they can't say no because they need to work to be sustainable yeah guess who doesn't need that guess who can say no i'm not gonna get the vaccine no ultra rich yeah the one percenters well in well one percent versus the three percent who wins in new york uh, they are calling upon the National Guard and they're giving special permissions to newly graduated medical students to perform 
medicine due to a sta- due to staff shortages because of the mandatory mandatory vaccine. Yeah. Yep. A lot of those employees that work in the hospitals, they have natural immunity because they've been around it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they have inevitably been exposed and probably tested positive at some point. Yeah, because it's, I mean, like, if you're in that type of situation, you're, you're in the ICU, you're in the, uh, you're on the ER floor, and you're going around constantly with, like, a shit ton of people that actually have COVID, you're, you're going to catch it. There's, there's really no amount of so they, countermeasures they you can take. they lost thousands of medical professionals because they didn't get the vaccine because they didn't see the need to get the vaccine. And no. it's funny because everyone is still pushing, get the vaccine, but you see all these medical professionals are saying no and they're losing their jobs over it. But Don't see, you think, okay, maybe something's wrong here. That's why, uh, you know, I love the word fear mongering in the news, right? Yes. You, you hear about the news would say all these fucking cases, you know, every day in the news, there's someone in the hospital who's on, on CNN, life support and fucking, it's ridiculous. Well, did you hear what Biden said? I think it was to Louisiana when the hurricane was coming. He went down there and spoke and addressed the people. You know what he said was a very important part about preparing for the hurricane. Getting a vaccine. Making sure you're vaccinated. Yeah, it's dumb. It's yeah, because I'm definitely going to worry about a fucking vaccination when my house is about to be toppled over by 100 mile an hour winds. Yeah, you have eight feet of I water care. in your house. I care about that, right? I've got fucking alligators swimming near my ankles in the streets. And you think I care about your fucking vaccination, dude? A vaccination for a survival rate? Well, then you got significantly <laughs> high. 90, 99% survival rate? Well, here's the thing. Then you got the people like Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel or Fallon saying... If you don't get the vaccine, you don't deserve a bed at a hospital. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah, okay. That's funny because it's like, get in the fucking ring and fight me then. If you want to talk all that shit, let, let's fight. So let's you're going to strip my basic human rights away because I didn't get a vaccine that's not time-tested or proven. Yep. You know, this isn't an anti-vax saying. Every vaccine you take for Everything. diseases that are decades old, the vaccines are also decades old. They're time-proven vaccines. They work. Like your meningitis shots you have to get before before middle school in the United States, or at least in, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, do we still do smallpox vaccines? Do we yeah. do those at birth? Yeah, you do yeah. smallpox. You yeah. get vaccines for I mean, all these old, uh, all these diseases that are old. They're, but now this, this thing pops up, and they want to push it as hard as they possibly can. I, I don't know how your normal average member of society doesn't look at that and go, okay, Looking back at history, that's a little weird. Because they watch the news and CNN's like, oh my God, everyone's dying. You're going to die. You're going to kill people. But yet the CDC just came out and said, oh, you should still wear a mask even if you're vaccinated. Fauci said it's too early to speak on family gatherings for Christmas. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Are you guys going to try to shut down Christmas? You're going to come to my Separation of church and state. You fucking can't. That's a religious holiday. It doesn't matter. The vaccine trumps everything. COVID trumps everything. But I'll tell you right now, you come to my house and shut down my Christmas, there's going to be bullets in the air. Sorry. Yeah, who's going to come shut down Christmas? I'll die for my right. The cops who are making fucking triple time that don't want to do anything because it's Christmas. Exactly. And they miss their families. Or the cops that are going to get fired anyway because they're not going to get vaccinated. Yep. 
So uh, we'll see how well this works. And it's and it's well, funny how we've always had the struggle the struggle for funding police officers and funding all these all these different like sheriff's offices and everything. But as soon as a vaccine comes out, oh, we have the funding to deliver that everywhere we want. We have no we have zero problem getting that all around the country. We have zero problem staffing people to give the vaccines. Hey, think about what countries about that everything uh, else. But just take a second and look at countries that don't have media sources like we do. It seems a lot more peaceful. Well, look yeah. at Israel. There's 80% vaccination rate in Israel, and the case numbers are through the roof, and the hospitalization, hospital, holy shit. Hospitalization. That's the word. Are through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it, the vaccine yeah, doesn't do anything against all the new variants, and there's going to be new variants that are going to keep coming, because guess what? It's just a like highly contagious, fast-mutating virus. Sure, but it's not as deadly as the news makes it out to be. No, it's not. It's not as deadly as the news makes it out to be. But it it is a very hot. It is a very contagious. And you know what it is? Is it's highly mutating a contagious virus. flu? It's a very contagious flu. That's all it is. And it's the people who would die from the flu are going to die from COVID. You know, it's not, nobody's gotten the flu since Corona. Oh so yeah, because they mark all the cases as Corona. That's how it works. Yeah, because they're almost the exact same symptoms. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Well, exactly. The thing is coronavirus no, wait, been but around, hold on, they've been around you, for so long. You've had COVID. Yeah. I've had yeah. COVID. We've all had COVID. I'm fine because I'm part of the age group that has nearly a hundred percent survival rate. Yeah, yeah. Because I've I lived mean, through the flu. Unless you have like cystic fibrosis, like yeah. I mean, fuck. this isn't this. I mean, bad example for anybody who is high risk, but traveled the country at the peak of the the pandemic, and I didn't <laughs> catch COVID going all around the nation. Yeah, but it doesn't have anything to do with high risk. It, it, because COVID can be transferred to anyone. That's a problem. No, so, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you are high risk and you do present sure, comorbidities that are definitely, that could m- potentially become fatal in the, the fact that, or in the instance that you do become inve- infected, you probably shouldn't travel like we traveled. No, but any medical professional will tell you that. Not even with COVID, even before COVID was a thing, they'll tell you if you're high risk for something like the flu or meningitis, like you shouldn't uh, go to certain was ruptured or you you're you have cancer. They'll tell you you should probably stay. You should probably stay away from places with a high population of people, and you probably should wear a mask if you have to. And low sanitation rates. Yes, that's what gets it. Is the low. Uh, Any medical professional would tell you that already. No, exactly. you're 100 percent right. I'm just saying in that instance, like they're trying to they're they're thinking like, oh, we're gonna you know quote unquote flatten the curve and everything, and they're like, oh, we're gonna eradicate the disease. That's impossible. That yes. is impossible. Like we are still getting small pockets of the black fucking plague from the Middle Ages. Whoa. This is a disease that has lasted from the 1500s but up till now. It's not a disease. It's a virus. If we had a cure for flu, don't you think they would have rolled out the vaccines already? You can't. Yep. There's no cure for COVID. It's going to be shot no. after shot after shot after shot after shot. Well, you can't. coronaviruses themselves have been around since the conception of man. We just haven't seen them. You can't eradicate airborne viruses. You can't contain airborne viruses. It's impossible. Well, we had it contained until some dipshit let it out. It's going to be something we live with, just like Lively the flu. Theory. 
and people are going to get sick from it. You'll get your booster shot and you'll move on with your life because yeah, guess what? They'll start pushing COVID vaccines when they're correct in fucking middle school, just like everything else. There's people who don't get the flu. That's I, because they have evolved. The human body has evolved. You guys want to hear I something crazy? I have never once had the flu. Hear something crazy? I've seen hmm. pictures of school books, like history books, with the coronavirus section already written up in them. It's ridiculous. How? We're going through it. How is it history? I don't know. We're still going through it. How are you updating things? You know what will be history? When people fight back against vac- vaccinations. Yeah. Because you're Well, here's the people. thing is, though, is like, is you're putting this into the public school system and everything. And these teachers that are, are straight up opinionated little fucking losers are going to push this on these kids. And then you're going to get these ideas in these kids' minds. And you're going to have a society like we have today. Of everyone thinks that their opinion's the fucking gold standard, and you need to realize that it's not. Like everyone, like throughout school, we got that shit beaten to our heads. Yeah. Come on, can we just start thinking for ourselves again? No, can we, we start can't. doing that? We we can't. Like, why have we become so reliant on everybody else in our goddamn country? But there's it's a so reason you can't stupid. think about it anymore because the people who need to work are being required to take a vaccination. Okay, so oh my god, I'm going to switch directions here just because I found something interesting. We talk enough about fuck COVID. So I don't know if either any of you seen the headlines uh, of Pandora Papers. No, not. So the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists have compiled leaks and documents and have worked together to bring stories of what they call the Pandora Papers. Referencing Pandora's box. It says here, the Pandora Papers investigation lays bare the global entanglement of political power and secretive offshore finance. Based upon the most expansive leak of tax haven files in history, the investigation reveals the secret deals and hidden assets of more than 330 politicians and high-level public officials in more than 90 countries and territories including 35 country leaders, ambassadors, mayors, and ministers, presidential advisors, generals, and central bank governor, and a central bank governor appear in the files. They found, or they have obtained 11.9 million financial records containing 2.94 terabytes of confidential information from 14 offshore service providers. And uh, that's a whole fucking. I mean, this they're they're announcing the series of stories right now, mm-hmm. but this is there's a lot there's a lot here. Yeah, this uh, like I mean, everybody's once you get to that point, once you get to the one percenting and everything like that, you got that money somehow. Yeah, right. right and right here. The files reveal secret offshore holdings of more than 130 billionaires from 45 countries, including 46 Russian oligarchs. In 2021, according to Forbes, 100 of the billionaires had a collective fortune of more more than $600 billion. Other clients include bankers, political donors, arms dealers, international criminals, spop stars, spy chiefs and sporting giants i'm gonna take a wild guess and say drake is in on it also including former presidents current presidents prime ministers and heads of states yep yeah everything is connected 
everything is connected. Yeah, I mean, they knew that from the some, very beginning. Like, if you look back, you look at cartels, you look at the Italian mafia and the, like their connections through the CIA. At some point or another, with all the bad shit that's going on, it's a safe bet to say at some point the U.S. government had their fucking toes in it. Oh, no, 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 no. In yeah, no, uh, 100%. They're, like, we really, it's it's puppet strings at this point. Like, all these bad things that are happening, the government knows about it years and years beforehand. They just choose and choose their battles. Well, here's the crazy thing to me that this is all coming out. I'm, it, it, I'm guessing this also has something to do with people like, uh, what was his name, Perkins? The author of the economic yeah. hitman. I'm guessing it's also ha- it was some, like that has something to do with people like him as well. Well, yeah. If you're talking about fucking spies, yeah. Obviously, you're you're referencing that whole referencing group. the Colombo crime family, FIFA Gate, the right here, the 14 offshore service providers whose documents make up the Pandora Papers data set include three owners three owned by former government officials which means a president easy money if you're not stating uh they could be senators senators you think they wouldn't drop that shit senators got a lot of fucking money they operate in jurisdictions including anguilla belize singapore switzerland panama barbados cyprus united arab emirates the bahamas the british virgin islands seychelles or however you say that psychelles i believe i don't know and vietnam the one that the That's one that pops up for me, like that I think about a lot, is Belize. That is a major, like huge area for the cartel, right? Switzerland, like, I mean, South America me. in general. Well, Swiss banks and shit like that. They they, they got their hand in everything too. My uh, my question is, who's going to come out for oh, tax fraud? Angulia is. Or, uh, what Angula. is? I would assume Africa. What's this? Which we all know that that the this Clintons have their hand in Africa. Yeah. The Clintons have their hands everywhere. One yeah, note that's at the parking line of inquiry involves secret investigators and in one of the biggest corporate landlords in the United States. These investors are profiting from evictions carried out in the midst of a global pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they include trust holdings, millions devoted to the Legion of Christ, a Roman Catholic religious order disgraced by an international sex abuse scandal. Yikes! Can't even trust your fucking priest anymore. We've been known that. Yeah, but we yeah we've known that for years. That's just kind of like that's a joke at this point. Even though it's a very real thing and it's a problem and it needs to be fucking stopped, it's it's still good. It's good joke material. Yeah, I mean, this just encompasses quite literally the whole world. Well, yeah, everything is connected through a string of web webs and lies. That, that's that's all it is. It's just. Breakdown of the the papers. There's a video on it. I wish I could get the the audio to go into our recording software, but I don't think we can. Like, think about the war on drugs. How long have we been doing that since Reagan? Yeah. What has it done? Nothing. We're not. It's not like we're going to go to Mexico and we're going to start chopping the heads off of cartels because we gave them all of, all their fucking money. How do you think they got the power? Yeah. It was us. I mean, there's movies about it, and whether you believe it or not, they're kind of hard not to believe, huh? That the yeah. CIA would 
you know, let it would happen. Be, would be giving cash to these dudes to put in their fucking pocket and make them superpowers. Because at this point, the cartels control Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Sinaloa cartel pretty much controls Mexico. Like, the government really, like, unless you're talking on the smaller scale of soldiers, really isn't fighting back. Okay, here we, here we have a breakdown of where the, politici- where the politicians are in the Pandora Papers. So pa- the papers show that there's 300 politicians involved. And are these all the are the, these all the offshore providers here? Yeah, all the offshore okay. providers, and then next to it is the breakdown by country. So, OMC, OMC looks like that's all almost all American. So we're looking at the Americas, just from the Americas. OMC group and GDG. There's. A, Al Colgo has 119 American yeah. uh, politicians from the Americas. Now, the Americas doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean, mean US, the United but States, but we can assume that a majority of them are from the United States just because of the, you know how much our politicians like to peddle in the 1%. And they love their money. I mean, you can't say a lot of politicians are like, you can't say all politicians are bad. But the thing is, is that's not how you fight this type of shit anymore. That's not how you fight corruption. You can't really get in there and do things because they're just going to shut you down. They have the power. They have the money. There needs to be other ways around. We need to find new ways to drain the swamp, so to speak. Here's money a- will make anyone do anything. Though. That's the yeah, problem. That's why corrupt politicians like to be rich so much. Because Europe, if you have money... You some Europe. people have good enough morals, though. Some people can fight that. I do solely believe that there are people out there that there is no price for them. Sure. Europe, European moral politicians, they have, but European politicians have their hand in almost every one of those offshore companies, yep. except for two. And where did all the European politicians get their money from? Oh, here we go. An even bigger breakdown. Oh, wait. So there are no U.S. politicians involved. But the thing is, though, is, is like with all these breakdowns and everything, um, covering your tracks is a very big, big yeah. way. Like a lot of these guys are using paper trails and you're looking at the countries like you have South America, you have Brazil, Argentina, Russia, China, looks like Chile, India. Russia, a little bit of China, though, because China's very in the dark. I just think that the politicians China, over here are better at hiding it. Two politicians from China, 19 from the Russian Federation, nine from Brazil, six from India, Saudi has five. See what France. Is yeah, like. but the politicians aren't the people you have to worry about in Saudi Arabia. Ukraine, bro. Thirty-eight politicians. Sure. Well, U- Ukraine's been a war zone ever since it became a thing. But I mean, it's hard to cover your trail in this day and age. You leave it a trail is. everywhere you go. Yeah, but, but I think the benefit U.S. politicians have is you can't question them because yeah. journalists aren't like what they used to be. Nope. They're all paid out. Yeah, all there's you, there's your select few, but so sure, I it, you know you can hammer on you know Britain, Russia, all you want. Damn, if Russia and Britain have money shit. that they shouldn't have, then why wouldn't our politicians have money that they shouldn't have or be hiding? We are know? the most powerful country in the South world. Da- South Dakota has eighty-one tr- trusts that are involved. 
Because they set up papers. fake banks because they know no one fucking lives there, so yeah, no one's going to go into the Florida, goddamn bank. up next, 37, Delaware, 35, Texas, 24, Nevada, 14. Like, if you think about it, like, look at the economic hitman. They're sending these dudes across the world and everything, and they're doing all these this, like, really shady shit. You don't think they're doing that here? Like, they're like, oh, you can't do black operations on U.S. soil. You damn well know motherfuckers are still doing it. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know the just CIA not doesn't give a caught. shit about that. And guess like, what? If the CIA does get caught, guess who benefits? The person who caught them. Because either you're going to die or you're going to become really rich. Yep. We got a breakdown of the beneficial owners. If they can't get to you, they'll pay you. Where are the beneficial owners revealed in the Pandora Papers room? There are more than 27,000 companies in the data. So 701 companies are tied to it in the United States. 3,694 well, companies. 701 companies. Well, Russian, yeah, the Russians got to speed hard. <laughs> well, Russia's like, that's a shady-ass place. Like, they deal in the dark almost the same, if not more, than we do. See, I th- no, so but like, I think Russia doesn't have to hide it. No, right? they don't. They really they don't, don't. They don't have the people there to stand up against their government. You stand up in Russia, you're going to end up in the middle of nowhere, right? Or dead. Uh, uh, probably dead. Oh, damn. Here, or they're going to ship you off to the fucking gulag now in that's, Siberia. Now, that's interesting. Museums. There's museums all uh, mostly in the United States. They are holding antiquities linked to accused smugglers. Well, I mean, how do you think? Like, do you think that, like, museums actually went out and paid for these people to go get these oh, things? No, yeah. they approached them and they were like, give me the fucking money and don't ask me questions. All mm-hmm. art is stolen. I hate that because ev- everything in the museum, unless it was, it was made in the United States, is stolen. Yeah. It belongs to someone else. It... This has the potential to be a huge breakout story if names yeah. start getting dropped. <laughs> if they start dropping names, the shit won't make the light of day. Yeah, it won't. It's already made the light of day. It has, but... That's the problem. It's there won't be any repercussions for these people. There will not be anyone from the United States in here. And no, if there is, no, no, nothing no. will happen to them. I'm willing to bet... One, I, I, I can... In terms of companies benefiting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off on a limb and say Microsoft... Oh yeah, I'm Amazon. sure it's a massive company. Amazon, Boeing, Lockheed Martin from fucking China, so they're not gonna. I'm not gonna say uh, SpaceX could. I doubt it. I, I Elon doesn't strike me as that kind of man, but SpaceX but you could. You never know. But you never know. I mean, he's he's kind of on that on like a plane of he's not really doing anything to the rest of the world. He's kind of just doing everything for himself at this point. Yeah, maybe the whole neurological chip. Ah, that's a little fucking sketchy. But that shit scares me. But like being up, be pushing for Mars. I, I don't really see it. Like some some of his ventures, yes, but no, I don't know, think SpaceX. Maybe some, yeah. I look at SpaceX too because he's never put a flag on SpaceX. Yeah, he didn't say, "Oh, we're going to Mars for the U.S." No, he said SpaceX is going to Mars. Yeah. yeah, the America, the not just the American people, the world is going to Mars. Yeah. Right. I feel like he's he's the diamond in the rough when it comes to the one percent because he really he's a very oh, open you, book. Did you hear what he said? He said what he was going to send uh, Jeff Bezos a silver medal after overtaking him in net worth. Well, you can't count net worth if all of your money comes from fucking comes from another government. I mean. Mm. Who do you think's paying Amazon 
Like he, he, oh. they're paying him to look the other fucking way. Not worth his net worth, though. Like if he if he decided to liquidate all of his assets, he would yeah, have a fuckload yeah. of money. I mean, he's yes, an he extremely rich man, right? But when you're that rich, you got to put money somewhere. And you oh my god, hide money. I don't work at Amazon anymore, so I can openly talk about the company. You didn't sign NDA, did you? Nope, never once. <laughs> I didn't sign any papers, actually. But um, so that company as a whole is a very, very fucked up company. I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put this out there now and just oh, yeah. kind of be an asshole. So the the working conditions were shit, and I'm not gonna say that it was hard work because it wasn't. It was not hard work. People complained and said it was hard work. It was not. It was the conditions for me that were fucked up. Like when when you get in, they they drug test you. They do a mouth swab. Forty eight hours of you being clean, it will not show up in your saliva, no matter what it is, unless you are a fucking daily user for six straight years. Forty eight hours is pretty much the cutoff, right? Mm-hmm. So they did it ass backwards. Is when you get hit, like if you get hit on any of the heavy machinery, you also have to take a drug test. They don't want to pay you disability. They will fire you. They will find a way to fire you. Yes. Um, well, money was shit. I was getting paid $15 an hour to work 10, 11 hour days, five days a week uh, uh, for a majority of, of my time there because they had us on mandatory overtime. Was not optional. We did not have a say in it. If you wanted to leave, you had to use your own time. Um, the management. I will say there were a few good ones, but dog shit, no leadership skills whatsoever. I am like every single day I would walk in there and be thoroughly surprised that the fucking building was still standing because everybody was clueless. Nobody took initiative for themselves. Nobody took responsibility or ownership. They would always just pass it on down the fucking chain until you're fucked over. Um, they did a write-up system. That was stupid as fuck. Like, if you had too many missed scans after you're fucking, you've been standing around because somebody else isn't working hard enough, like, on another end. Because everybody in there, it was it was almost like a line or a web of, of commission. Like, one, it would start at your dock and would work all the way over to the other dock, to the opposite dock, and things are shipped out. Uh, injuries were very, were very kept hush-hush there. They, they had you signing forms and you were constantly being checked up on. They were constantly watching you. Um, cameras absolutely everywhere. So, but the thing is, is people would steal all the time. They would never know. They would never do anything about it either. The people who were, who were being fired and were being fucked over were, were really the, the people who were working too hard. And there's, there's no way to move up. There really isn't. It, does, it did not look like any, like it didn't even look like there was a reason to move up in that company because once you got to higher scales, you dealt with more bullshit and you were more at risk of losing your job because all that blame falls right under a manager. And that's the people who have been working there for two plus years and actually busted their ass to get into that position. And those are the good people that you were losing. I saw people walk out on the job constantly because they were tired of the fucking leadership and it was absolutely horrendous. Um, the machines that we were on, I I was averaging uh, about two breakdowns a week where I was sitting 30 feet up in the air for an hour and a half plus waiting for somebody to come get me down because my machine shut off and it would not turn back on. They need to update those. Um, 
time theft situations were terrible. You had people that were fucking going home and then having people sign into their account while they were still at work and clocking, clocking them out when the shift was over. I heard that plenty of times. Uh, the drug test didn't work. I worked with many people who were drug addicts. Uh, like, obviously, I'm not going to name any names, but there were there was a few people in particular that you kind of looked at and, and you knew they were off. And these people were fucking meth and heroin addicts working with me and they were high on fucking heroin while they're operating heavy machinery. Now what fucking happens when I get run over, I get drug tested. And if I hit, I I get fired. See, I think uh, the problem you have here though, is this is every company. I just don't think Amazon really has to hide it, but you hear, I used to hear this shit all the time. Like, Oh my God, if you go work at Google, they have like sleep pods and they say you can take naps at work and shit. I'm like, yeah, besides for the fucking Chinese that are making all these products in sweatshops. Yep. Well, you're not going to talk about the fact that when there was a struggle with mental health amongst warehouse workers, all they did was send out a bunch of suicide hotline cards to your employees yeah they had they had a thing um that they built just before i i left about two months before i left it was called the what did they call it the zen box where you would go in there and you would sit and you would meditate and they were um it, it seemed like it gave me the the impression that the company was very anti-military and was very anti um anti-christian so during ramadan they had set up uh, little little booths for prayer during Ramadan. You didn't see that anywhere near there on Christmas. You didn't see people being allowed to pray. Um, they did not put their flag at half mass at nine eleven. That I think is just a is just a hiccup in their fucking department because they suck and they're shitty Americans. But I watched on Memorial Day. I watched them tape down a uh, a rainbow flag on Memorial Day. They didn't they didn't even wait till the day was over. I didn't see any U.S. flags hanging up. But eventually enough people did complain where they started putting up flags and you can now post, put your picture up there from like when you were in uniform and shit, which still isn't enough. But you had in that company, you had free speech until you didn't. But that's every U.S. company. Yeah. I guess that's your small company, bro. That's public schools too. I mean, yeah, it is because, and that's a problem with the United States. They're trying to strip patriotism away. From people in yeah. every major company, unless you are a, if you don't, so if you support the way workers are treated and you're a patriot, don't buy stuff from a major company because no, they don't, don't support that. I wouldn't say buy anything from Amazon. It's all shipped from China. Yeah. It's all made uh, in it's Asia. It's all like really shit quality too. Every, that's if you actually are a patriot and I get I, it, it's cheap. That's why people buy it. Oh, it, I, can ex- it, I can expose Amazon too. They are hiding PS5s from all of you. They are. <laughs> I, I they saw are. them. They were stocked, completely stocked. I checked the website while they were stocked. While I was looking at the PS5s, there was nothing about it. And it's bullshit. They've had them for months. They're just lying to you. But you have every major company that does this. They tell you anytime a major source comes out, like during the BLM movements, every single fucking major company came out with how to not be racist, right? Every yep. major company tells you how be to less think. White. You can't be what you want to be unless you, if you're conservative in a major company, sorry, you don't get to have opinions, but everyone no, else it's, does. It's not even just if you're conservative. It's if you're not 
a liberal democratic person who believes in black lives matter it doesn't matter what else you are if you're not that you don't fit the quota get the fuck out exactly and that's what these companies want it's all politics bro it's all fucking politics they had like some day for a certain country in africa it was an independence day or no 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 it was the last day of somebody holding slaves in the united states and they wore i believe it was the nigerian flag i can't exactly remember but they did that and i'm sitting here and i was like and we did nothing for the 4th of july no nothing we did we did nothing for d day nobody knew about that no, nobody knew about the end no. of in corporate of world america war II. it's wrong to be overly patriotic it's it's it wrong to be a patriot in general it's wrong to love your country in, in, in a yeah. company like that so you have and you know what you can support american companies it costs more though and that's got to be something you got to be willing to do. Oh, you well, can't I mean, sit here and bash Amazon and bash these major companies if you buy their products. I don't bash yeah. Apple. I don't say it. I, I own an iPhone, right? Because yeah. I. It, but that's part of living in the United States. You have no other choice. No I American mean, company makes cell phones, TVs, computers anymore. It doesn't happen. About to go get a fucking pager. No, but let's be honest. If Apple came to the table and offered an iPhone, the iPhone 14, let's say, for twelve hundred dollars, made in China, and then right next to it, there lies the same phone, but made in the U.S. for, we'll say fourteen hundred dollars because it was made stateside. Yep, I'd rather put that four hundred fourteen hundred dollars in, back into our own, own Americans' pockets and back because into our economy. You're, you're helping our economy. You're not helping another country's exactly. economy that's treating their workers like dog shit, anyways. I mean, they got fucking suicide nets at the Nike factories there. So that people don't jump off of the rooftop. You have got to be kidding me. Like, why are we still paying for these products? Well, how can, why are you buying? I'm a patriot, but I'm going to buy a company that supports a dude kneeling during the national anthem. Yep. And and that's their staple. They ran with it. Like, I, I, I just, I don't understand it. And I get why people still buy it. It's cheap. I get it. Dude. You, I haven't bought a money, Nike but... product in, in probably six, seven years now. I wear fucking Ariats every day. Go buy a fucking, buy your kitchen table that's not made in China or Taiwan. Buy the yeah. US one for 600 more dollars. Buy the one that was made for, by the natives or the Amish. Yeah. Support they make your... very quality furniture. They do. You. It just costs more. It's going to cost you another $600. Great at making chairs. I okay, have an but... Amish chair. It's fucking awesome. They do make good stuff. The Amish are fucking expensive though. They yeah. are. It's going to cost Very you more expensive. money, and yeah, that's why people rather, don't buy it. That's why would, they don't buy it because they're still living their way of life. I support that, dude. You're fucking thing, man. Like you guys are, you guys aren't really in technology. You're you're doing your own thing. I support that. I'll pay that extra that extra dime. It doesn't matter to me. You buy a can opener. You get the your ninety nine cent one from China. And you spend seven bucks and buy the one from the U S. Yep, but the, the one US that's not going to break. It's going to last months. you eight years. Right? The, uh, like the things we build, we build them to last for a fucking reason. That's why they cost more. Nothing's built in the U.S. You know what the, like, I forget what year it was, but the number one produced vehicle in the United States was the Toyota Tundra. Yep. Yeah. Your Silverado is not an American-made vehicle. Nope, neither are your Fords or anything. Any of the, none of the big three produces here anymore. It's and those cost, used to be yeah. our staples. This is a motor city, and the reason, like, they, they fucking suck because if you put all those factories back into the U.S., you give so many more people jobs. Yep. 
but you don't want to pay for those jobs. Yep, it costs too you much to pay, pay them. for cheap labor because you're a fucking dickhead. You can pay 52 cents a day to some Chinese child, or you have to pay a U.S. citizen who's 18 minimum wage, federal minimum wage. Yeah, but they don't want to do that. Like, what do you think's gonna like? You know how fast job jobs are gonna drop once you start making minimum wage 15 dollars an hour and up. Like how fast unemployment is going to rise is going to be insane because none of these small businesses are going to be able to pay that. No, they none of these don't. companies are going to want to pay that. So but either they're going to raise prices on everything or they're going to lay off a whole shit ton of people. I don't know what's wrong with teaching economics in schools, but for some reason, people in our generation have this thought that if you make $15 an hour, everything else stays the same price. They have this thought in their head, and I don't understand it. They think it. it's a finite number that never changes, but they don't realize that everything that involves money is extremely lucrative. It is ex- like it fluctuates like fucking crazy. Like take gas prices for example. Like one day it could be two twenty five, the next day it's two ninety five, and then it's three fifteen, and then it drops back down to one ninety, and then you're weight back up where you fucking started. Yeah. See, I mean, I put premium in my car. I pay five dollars a gallon. <laughs> um, yeah, we're broke over here. Yeah, I, I pay five dollars a gallon for uh, at my gas station. That's like cheap here. But if you raise minimum wage federally to fifteen dollars an hour, you're going to be paying eight dollars a gallon. Yep, because that's how it works. And guess you're what? Still gonna of, you're still going to be poor. People still bread. That's a dollar fifty is now going to be three dollars and fifty cents. Because it costs more. People have to pay people. Exactly. If those wages go up, they have to charge you more on their products so they can afford to pay their employees. So you have, uh, like, in the argument is, oh, in the 40s, you could afford, you know, two cars and a house on on one wage. Sure, Gas used to be 50, 60 cents a gallon. Yes, you could. However, they didn't make... But you're they still didn't making make more like, money. They didn't make more money. Three, four dollars an hour yeah, at, you, at like a, your average labor job. You could also buy a two thousand square foot house in the forties for twenty thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah, but, but they you're didn't still make more money. Shit. That's the thing. That's what people don't understand inflation. is they didn't make more money. Based no. on inflation, they're making about as much as we did. What yeah. they did have, what you need to go blame is go blame colleges and companies. Because every school system told you to go to fucking college. And all these companies require you to have 10 years of experience for minimum wage. Yeah. That, that's your problem right there. Is that's, Back in the 40s, the you left the war and you went and you probably already worked in the field you're going to go work in again. And you're making a sustainable wage. You're making $70,000 a year, whatever inflation is, however much that was back in the 40s, right? Like all these kids going to college, right? I'm at a higher pick than them because I've been doing manual labor jobs since I was 17. Mm-hmm. I'm at a higher pick because I have more experience. I know how to handle these types of situations. I know what to do and what not to do. I can survive in that type of climate. People who are coming just out of college with a fucking gender studies degree trying to apply at the same job I'm going to, they're not going to pick you. They're going to pick me because I've been doing it. You they don't bl- have to train me. You don't I'm need good. to blame the economy. You don't need to blame minimum wage. You need to blame yourself and blame your schools. Extreme ownership. It's your fucking fault you're in the position you're in. Suffer. Raising yep. minimum wage is not going to help anything. Nope. Tell a company Absolutely. not to pay you thirteen fifty an hour for 10 years of experience. And then these companies wonder why they can't find people to work. Yeah. All righty. Okay. Uh, closing thoughts, boys, because we are, again, on a time restraint. Don't trust the government and do better. 
That's my closing statement. Yeah. It's fair. Better. Sure. We're off to record another episode. <laughs> Woohoo. We'll see y'all in the next one. Peace.